Rogers. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song. And it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything be wrong? A good day from morning to night. Well, good morning, Grand Valley. Let's make it a good day today here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 710, 10 minutes after the hour. The big gig is underway. Got three hours of our swing and soiree between now and 10 o'clock. And we have a packed show for you today. Lots of good information, some fun coming along the way. Uh, Slider and I will have no doubt our own uh, very trenchant comments about the news of the day. Or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but we're here to help you. You're here to help us. Call us, text us, whatever you'd like to do. The Frio Stack Oxen Service text line is open at 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. You are welcome to use that line for texting, or you can call us at 304-232-8255, 304-232-TALK, and uh, give us a call on the Frio Stack Oxen Service hotline. Always happy to hear from you. It is uh, 50... Hold on a second. You all right? Wait a minute. 51 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport? Yes, Howard. Holy moly. What happened to the 27 we had yesterday? Up and down. Gone away like the bluebird, huh? Yeah, looks like uh, 60s across the board at least, what, till Sunday? Yeah, up until Sunday. Going to drop down on Sunday. 51, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 49 at the Highlands. 44 in my backyard. It's cold in Elm Grove, I guess. 50 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Partly sunny. Will be 60-ish during the day today. Uh, some rain could come in tonight. Rain stays with us tomorrow. And again, 60. Sunday will begin to drop down closer to 50, maybe into the high 40s. And we'll drop down even to the point of maybe seeing some snow showers in the higher elevations at the beginning of next week. But right now, it's a good week. I assume it's a, it's going to be a nice day today. I'm not very impressed, Howard. You're not? Why not? Well, What's wrong? Last February, was 80 degrees. Well, what are you talking true. about? 60. Pshaw. Got to wear a sweatshirt, for Christ's sake. Shaw on 60, for heaven's sakes. So what have we got today? Well, the U.S. Supreme Court yesterday heard arguments in the uh, Trump 14th Amendment case. They do not seem inclined to bar Donald Trump from the ballot under the 14th Amendment. We'll look at how they seem to lean uh, in the hearing yesterday. My friend Matt Robeson comes in. He and I will talk about that coming up later on this morning. West Virginia lawmakers looking at a women's bill of rights, which is not what it sounds like. Um, and there was a huge hearing about that yesterday uh, down in Charleston. Auden reporter Steve Adams was on hand for it. We'll talk about that. J.J. has now filed some actions to try to stop the sale of his uh, property around the Greenbrier. Uh, Wheeling native and Major League Baseball writer Mark Bowman will be with us on the Uniglobe Travel Show talking about his 20 years of covering the Atlanta Braves, 20 years of working with the Braves. Oh, man, America's team. Yeah. And uh, Wheeling and Bill, uh, Bill would be talking about some of the uh, baseball trips that are coming up. And uh, how many, I forget, I, I want to say 113, that can't be right. Anyway, a huge number of times they've been to, to, to Atlanta on the different baseball trips. And boy, Howard, you really hit my wheelhouse here because, you know, I grew up in the 80s being a baseball guy, and back then it was the Superstation. You got to see every game, every game, and that was long before other teams were doing that. I forgot about the Superstation. The Superstation, Howard. Which later became, of course, uh, the CNN, but uh, 
Ted Turner's first foray into cable television. He'd show up sometimes, hammered, have a martini or two on the air. Yeah, yeah it was all oh, a great time. Yeah, <laughs> watching <laughs> Phil Necro pitch. Those are the days when television was television. Oh, it was awesome, Howard. Uh, and Wheeling is working his new comprehensive plan. You will have a chance to offer your ideas. Planning Administrator B.J. Delbert is with us to preview Monday's public forum. So all of that is coming up. Bob and I have highlights of the week in. Uh, this on this show, um, we had some highlights and I guess some lowlights. I'm not sure, but got my list. Bob's got his list. You can add your highlights if you'd like to by texting us in at 304-214-1600. 13 minutes after the hour. But I, I want to take a minute or two here, Bob. We we previewed this a bit yesterday. It was eight o'clock in the evening, sixty years ago today. Young Howie had his jammies on. Young Howie had his jammies on. And 72,999,000 other people gathered around the television. It was a major cultural event. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you something. I think you understand that I'm kissing the lips. Man. Looks like they did at least three tunes that they night. Did, they did. Do, they did exactly three tunes that night. I remember that. I remember the 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 the, 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 the surprise when when he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles," and the crowd goes berserk, goes wild. Every like that. Every seat in the auditorium there, the TV studio, the Ed Sullivan studio was filled, 700 seats, but every seat uh, was filled. Among those who were on hand, the uh, the children of uh, Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon's kids were among those watching the first performance of the Beatles on live television in America, and it was, uh, it was a major cultural event. Uh, it led to, well, it led to probably the single... No, I, Whenever I say this, I try to be kind and say probably, arguably. I, I know you don't necessarily think that they're the greatest, but I, I think their cultural impact on music was probably almost unequaled. Certainly as a group, unequaled. Yeah, I, I, I think there's no question they were the greatest. And when you look back, I think it's kind of cool the way they quit. I mean, the whole Yoko Ono thing makes me sick at my stomach. But, but other than that, just saying, you know what? We had our time here. Uh, we're going to go do something else. And, uh, you know, tragically, we lost John Lennon in, what, 1980, Howard? 80, yeah. And, uh, but it, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't think they would uh, – they probably would have. Money probably would have ruled everything. you, you got to figure they probably would have reunited for at least a night. Yeah, I think they would have, but I don't know that money would uh, – I don't, don't want to phrase this. Because they were loaded. You, that's important, yeah. It, by the time they were done being the Beatles in that first round, you know, money was not really an object. Um, but I think they would have reunited at some point because I think, even though they fell apart uh, in the end, I think there was a, a strong family bond there. I think I, I've heard the remaining ones always say it was the greatest time of their life, and I can believe that, you know. Uh, it was a tough time. Traveling, you know, around the country, multiple appearances every day, literally being grabbed and ripped at and, you know, screamed at by the girl. Now, when you're their early age, you go, hey, the girls are grabbing me and ripping my clothes off of me. But it, it was a difficult life. But I think I think they would have reunited 
because they wanted to, if they could have. Well, the 10 years, they broke up around 70. Uh, John Lennon is killed in 80. I mean, there wasn't a lot of warm and fuzzy Beatles stuff in between those 10 years, Howard. No. But again, I think, you know, old friends, I think they would have said, hey, let's do it for something, maybe a cause, maybe, maybe something like that. But yeah, right, I, yeah I, it yeah, probably so would not have been We are the world mind. kind of thing. Yeah, where, something you know, like that. Yeah, for world hunger or, or, or what have you. And how great would that have been? I think it would have been, it would have been phenomenal. And you know now in later life, the remaining ones are, are, are getting together and seeing each other. Uh, and they even put out a new song last year. Remember, the, the, they called it the Last Beatles Song. It was a, a track they found of John Lennon, uh, almost a practice track, and with A.I., Still don't know what the AI is. With AI and with uh, some additional instrumentation, they put together a whole new, a whole new piece of music and released it a couple years ago. So there was, still was a last Beatles song. It was amazing. I, I, reading this from an article here, I like the way they phrase this. The musical world that the Beatles turned on its head needed salvation. By 1964, rock and roll had enjoyed less than 10 years as a mainstream medium and was fading. Its main fuel sources were drying up. Come and gone were the days of Little Richard, Chuck Berry, Elvis, and the Beach Boys. And their place had been taken by nothing. American rock and roll had become a stagnant morass of sappy battle ballads, silly no novelty songs, and recycled show tunes. It floated rudderless with no wind in its sails until the Beatles came on. And redirected everything. And you're exactly right, Howard. And you would remember this more than I, but they had so much resistance so also because of their hair a lot oh. of people just hated them because of their hair there was a big group of, of americans that hated them because they didn't want them to be bigger than than elvis presley that was, that was a huge deal and then you had your archie bunker types well they're from they're english you know what what's the the big deal so it wasn't everybody saying hey welcome to america it was clearly a young person's revolution if you want to call it that um I mean, my parents, I remember my parents, again, I was 10 years old, 10-year-old little Howie watching this on TV with my, uh, with my parents. Did you have a guitar, Howard? I did not have a guitar. <laughs> uh, I remember them, you know, first of all, the first thing is, look at that, look at that hair. Somebody, you know, the old, somebody should tell them to get a haircut. Get, tell them to get a haircut. That was, you know, their hair was shorter than mine is now, right? I mean, but that was, that was sort of the, the definitive thing to pick on them for. They were called the mop tops from Liverpool because they're just long hair, unruly hair. Uh, and I remember my parents, that was the first thing. Oh, look at that hair. Look at the hair. And you're right. Again, thinking back, there was a strong resistance from the Elvis Presley fans. Nobody's going to take over Elvis. And they clearly were, I don't think they had any intent of, of overshadowing Elvis. In fact, I think they considered Elvis to be a role model. I've read things where Elvis wasn't so kind to them, and they thought he was the king, and they weren't, like you said, they weren't out to knock him off. They just, they, they loved him. They loved Elvis Presley. But the time had come for a change, and it was the next evolution of rock and roll, uh, and and here they came. And you're right. All those things you said are right. That you know they were from from Great Britain. They had the funny accent. You know, and they didn't. Uh, that was not a good accent. I just did right there. By the way, it was not a British accent. <laughs> Where's Victoria Jones when you need her? Um, they had. You know, they they were they were foreigners to some people. So it was. Um, and yet, it's, it's, so it was a totally young person's revolution, and maybe a young woman, young girl's revolution. I mean, the girls were in love with the Beatles. Just absolutely loved them. How annoying would that be? I mean, you're ready. You're you're there at the at the stadium, wherever, and you can't hear anything because they're screaming so loud. I mean, 
I, I just can't see that happening. Do they do that at, at Taylor Swift concerts, Howard? Do they shut up and listen to her? I don't think at Taylor. I, I I don't think they scream in that particular case. No, I don't think they do at Taylor Swift. But I suppose they still do at more boist, you know, rock and rollish type concerts. I mean, Taylor Swift's not really rock and roll. So but I'm, still, the loud crowd, you know, and <clears> I've heard those guys talk. They said they couldn't, they couldn't even hear each other play. They, they, oh, they, they had no, no idea. No, the Beatles would say, that, "Yeah, we, how do we, how do we play together? We can't hear each other." They didn't just come to the concerts. Three thousand people met them at JFK Airport when they came in to do a uh, a big show at Shea Stadium. Three thousand people just just meeting them, not not come to watch the concert. That was later. That was I don't know what the number there was. Three thousand people just waiting for him to get off the airplane. And it was, I don't know that I remember ever a phenomenon that grew so quickly. I mean, from the Beatles uh, sixty years ago today, the Ed Sullivan Show. In nineteen sixty four, the Beatles had logged in that year more on stage hours than any other rock band in the world in their first year. They just, they, they, I won't say they came out of nowhere because, as I mentioned yesterday, they had a big success in the European continent to begin with. They were superstars over there before they came here. But once they came here, it was like, phew, they just, they just, they just, just grew. Um, and as I said yesterday, the band was a perfect mix of the talent and personality. They all were talented. Let's begin with that. Uh, you had Lennon and McCartney that were just geniuses musically. <coughs> you had uh, Ringo Starr, who was actually not the first Beatle uh, drummer in England. Pete, I think it was Pete Best was there. Uh, and Ringo just had that, he always had that big grin on his face, you know, sitting behind the, the drums and kept the beat going. And he was kind of the loopy one in a fun way. Uh, and then George was the quiet one. They each had their role to play. I said yesterday, if you if you were to write a script for let's put let's create four characters that would come together and make a band, that's the kind of way you would put it together. And, and, you know, I'm not the biggest music guy, but I think what really hits me is too, the money and the fame didn't it changed them, but it didn't change them the the way they they went to the studio and they the, to me they always tried to be the the absolute best they could be. Wanted to turn out, you know, just really, really an album of great work. And I think one of the things that that amazed a lot of older folks was that from the "I want to hold your hand, she loves me, yeah, yeah," which is kind of pretty simplistic music, right? Uh, their original uh, days, they became very sophisticated musically, almost classical music, um, and and the, as they as they grew. They transformed. Their music transformed. I mean, they, they got away from the super poppy stuff and became much more thoughtful. You know, Eleanor Rigby, uh, songs like that. Um, and then, of course, we should just take a moment here to talk about the, uh, the great uh, time that Paul died. You remember that? Well, I think he's still living, Howard. Don't you, don't you remember the Paul is dead? I, well, you don't remember that? I re, I was too young. Oh but, but man, yeah, that I was, was into that. That deep. was kind of spooky, wasn't it? it? Oh, the the I can't remember all the details on the um, Abbey Road album. If you look at the four of them crossing the road, Paul doesn't have socks on, and that, I think that was how it got, all got started. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. There's a, there's an imposter in there, and then we started, and I did this. At home, we started playing Beatles songs backwards. If you put them on the on the turntable, 
I'll explain turntables to some of you later. If you put them on the turntable and would spin it backwards, you would hear, Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. And, and I did that. I'll be honest. I sat at home and played it. Mom, mom, yeah, mom, mom, listen, here it is. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Uh, it was it was gigantic. You know who I should have thought to, to get in here today? Bob Doris. Oh, man, how many records, uh, Beatles records have he, has he played? And, and, you know, he was, in the old days of, uh, of the WK Good Guys, they were right in the thick of that Beatlemania. Um, don't know that they ever interviewed them, but, um, I mean, they were right in the thick of it. It was, it was gigantic. Have you ever talked to anybody that, uh, I, I guess Pittsburgh would have been the closest place where you could have went and... Uh, no. Never, I, I've never talked to anybody either not. that said, hey, I was at the Civic Arena that no, night in Pittsburgh. I have not. I have not. Um, and, of course, I, it's, it was, they were broken apart long before I became a concert goer, so that, I, would, I wouldn't have seen them. But, no, I never talked to anybody uh, who did. Um, Sixty years ago today, anyways, it, it, it was a music cultural revolution. Uh, I, I, I'm, I guess as an old guy, as a Beatle fan, as one who was there at the prime age that the Beatles were attracted, 10 years old. Ah, they were probably more 12, 13-year-old kids. But, you know, at 10 years old watching that, um, it, was, it was, I don't say life-altering, but, I mean, it was, a, it was, it was a, cha- a gigantic event that changed this country a lot. No question. I think probably second to rock and roll itself, you know, that whole time that uh, changed over, that, that was probably one of the biggest things ever in American music. If any of you have reflections on, and Beatlemania is still around today. I mean, they still sell millions and millions of their songs, their records. Their, I guess they're not records. Their, their, their music is downloaded. There it is. Their music is downloaded or played on Spotify or whatever. What did I say? I had a number I gave us a couple of days ago. $2 billion it's worth, something like a $20 billion they're worth, something like that. And I believe as songwriters, Lennon and McCartney, they're heads above everybody, right, as far as record sales, uh, oh, yeah. hits, uh, that type of thing. I mean, nobody has done it as, as good as those two. One of the best, um, James Corden, who, used to, who was doing, who did, did the show after Letterman for a while on CBS, uh, he would sometimes, it was a form of his carpool karaoke he took McCartney in the car, and they drove around Liverpool. Did you, did you see that, that was pretty episode? cool, yeah. That was phenomenal. And can you imagine? So McCartney walks into one of these little Liverpool bars and stands up and starts doing a Beatles song right there. In the, I mean, man, can you imagine having been there? I, I, I'd love to go back and have been in the Ed Sullivan audience 60 years ago tonight, but I would love to have been a couple years ago in that bar in Liverpool when McCartney comes in and starts jamming with old Beatles stuff. Anyways, that's our kickup of the morning this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, reflection back into, hey, you know what? We should have used the uh, time machine from uh, the podcast boys. Those guys will keep that locked up. I looked for the time machine Can't before. Find I, it. Eh, well, maybe we'll get in there. The, they go in the time machine quite a good bit. <laughs> they do. I wonder if they'll use it today. Pine Room Boys this afternoon, we should mention, from noon to three right here on the Watchdog. 728, 28 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Well, a highlight of the last 60 years was the Ed Sullivan Show on this day uh, in 1964. We won't go back 60 years. Let's go back about six days, and we'll talk about the highlights of this show in the past few days. Coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 
Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host from Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that will keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Judge Ron Wilson was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our mountain state. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brook, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson, and I respectfully ask for your vote. Paid for by the committee to keep Ron Wilson judge. Are you traveling? Working a little bit too much? Is your fur baby starting to get a little shaggy? Let Dirty Paws be your one-stop shop for all of your pet care needs. Stop in and see us at 202 18th Street or give us a call at 304-639-7754 to schedule your appointments for dog grooming, doggy daycare, and dog boarding today. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video, we are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And I say it's alright. things are popping in my mind here as I listen to this particular bumper music. And of course, we're going to do the bumper music of the Beatles today. Uh, a couple things run through my mind. First of all, that's a, there's some weather information in there. And I want to remind you that Adam Fike is away today. I believe we've had a swap of illnesses. Okay. Bob Slider was ill for a couple of days this week. You feeling better, pal? I should ask you that. Right now, I feel like I have a cold, Howard. So, yes, much better. I but feel like the, I can eat something. not as deathly no, ill no, as you were. I just don't want to lay around all that. Well, you know, I'm lazy, but, you know, I'm not, not sick. Yeah, but, I mean, but not like when you called me, was it Tuesday morning? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> You're feeling much, be- much better compared to that. So, uh, we're swapping things around today. Uh, Bob is feeling better, and Adam Fike is feeling under the weather. So I think I'll let you be the weatherman today. Okay, Howard. Uh, the conditions for the temperature is uh, well, it's good, uh, but a little, uh, little drizzly out there this morning when I came in. There was uh, rain on the uh, the the roof of my Jeep. I had to get that off before I got in, Howard. I did not get wet, so that was good. But the temperature-wise, all through the weekend, right around 60 degrees, lows of, what, around 30, right around freezing? Yeah. Did so. I do okay? I don't have anything in front of me. You did good. No, no, you did good. You done good. You done good. You know what? 
Uh, Brenda, if you need a replacement, you know. Or John if, Dominic right if here. If you need a fill-in, <laughs> here he is. Now, I'll tell you, he's no Emily Goodman, but, uh, <laughs> but Bob can do it. 732-28 to the hour here on the Watchdog Ownership. Let's talk about uh, highlights of the week. And let me start off simply because one of my highlights of this week, Bob, we, you always pick great bumper music, but this was a particularly good bumper music week. The Beatles today. We had Simon and Garfunkel, Toby Keith yesterday. Uh, bumper music, I think, uh, you know, makes this show stand out. You do a great job with it. But this was a particularly good bumper music week, and uh, that's to me, was one of the highlights of the week. Well, 60 years ago, the Beatles and uh, Toby Keith passed away, so I didn't do it all, Howard. Well, it's, uh, it was just, uh, so that, to me, is one of, Thank the, you. one of the highlights of the week. Also, um, on the serious side of life, highlights for me, I thought Rebecca Kiger was absolutely – fascinating uh, on Monday's show. She is the uh, local photographer who spent a good bit of the last year in East Palestine, uh, who got to know the residents on a very personal level, uh, who, who reported on them for the Washington Post uh, throughout the year, and who was featured on the cover of Time Magazine, her photography and her reporting on Time Magazine. Uh, and I thought that was she was just fascinating to me, and not to mention just a, a very, very pleasant lady. A really a, a great uh, guest, and and to me, I, I, look, you and I do this five days a week, but it, when we get help from the team, when the team comes in and they, they really shine, I think that's what the highlights are all about, and I'll go back to Victoria Jones, you know, the word comes out that the, the King Charles has cancer, well, we go to someone that, that knows all about that type of thing, and uh, I thought that was a really great piece. Yeah, one of the things that we are able to do, again, patting ourselves on the back, but got a lot of people we've met over the years, you and I, that we can call on to come bring expertise and advice to us, information to us, that are people who have been there. And it, that's my my second guy is is, is Bob Nay. You know, when, when they're raising hell on Capitol Hill, there's nobody else that you can say, hey, can you join us? Like Bob Nay. I mean, he, the guy's done it all. He knows all about the goings-on up there, Howard. Every time we talk about Bob Nay as one of our highlights, and I completely agree with you, I always mention you know, it's. I love the way, in the course, he just drops it and goes, oh, well, now, I know that particular guy. Or, you know, I was talking to that guy the other day. Or, yeah, well, now, when we were there, we did the exact same thing. I mean, there's nothing like getting a perspective from someone who's been right there in the thick of it. And Bob Nay, you got to remember, when he was in Congress, yes, I know, he went to prison as a result of that for a while. When he was in Congress, he was rated the 11th most powerful man on Capitol Hill. I mean, he was a player. And if he had not run into some trouble— who knows? He, he, we, I, I would almost 100% guarantee he would have been Speaker of the House, and I'm not so sure that we wouldn't be talking about President Nay someday. Whoa! I, I, I mean, if he had stuck around, I think, because he has the smarts and he had the political, you know how to pl play the political game. Unfortunately, they played it against him. So, yeah, I would Bob Nay it was a good one. The other big story of the week, and we, we looked at it from a couple of different perspectives, and we'll talk about some more of it in a bit, the auction of uh, Jim Justice Greenbrier properties, Greenbrier Sporting Club properties. That, this that's, may, big, that's big news. And it may be the turning point, that may be the turning point in public perception of justice and his financial problems. They might be discussing that too, Howard, because right out of the bat this morning, I heard the story that they're going to do everything they can, you know, to, to, to keep the dogs away from that. You know, my number one, Howard, and it's not because I really like the guy. It's not because I really like his beautiful wife, Jen, 
But when David Croft called in, now you uh-huh. and I, we weren't butchering it too bad, but we didn't have it right. <laughs> we didn't have it right. And David was so cool. He's listening, and he, he called in and said, well, you know, let me tell you how this, this, this works. <laughs> but I thought that was excellent. And, and, again, personal feelings aside, I thought David was, was the highlight of the week. Well, it's, it's again, he falls into the category. It's good to have people who can you can call on to get actual information about the right thing as opposed to you and I just sort of floundering about messing things up floundering out as we do uh, uh, one more serious thing I, I I I really got a different perspective yesterday when we had the folks in from inclusion on ice you know I mean I'm I'm very aware of people with physical disabilities and I'm very aware of the of the concerns about them but I, I just I just felt like I my eyes were opened a bit more to this event which comes up on Sunday at Wheeling Park where the physically challenged will be able to go out on the ice using um, you know special equipment and so on and just skate and not be objectified, not being made fun of, uh, just have some fun that that normal I hate to say it that way, but you know that the average kid does goes down and, and skates when they want to. And it isn't that way. And it, I just really, I, I left that interview thinking, I've learned some things here. Yeah, because you shared with us, it's a struggle for someone that, that, that you know, is, is somewhat athletic to go out here. It's not the easiest thing. But to show everyone, come on, you can do it. We'll have some fun with this. Right. Now, um, I, I always go for, sometimes I go for the highlights of being sort of the crazy stuff here. Um, I was tempted, and I thought some of our listeners might pick this up, I was tempted to say the highlight of the week was Tuesday's show. <laughs> yeah, crickets. Because <laughs> we weren't here. <laughs> I don't remember Tuesday. <laughs> I was te- But I thought, I'm not going to go that bad. I'm going to, you know, I keep giving you the highlight of the week a lot. Bob, I give you the highlight of the week this week. What? I do, and I'll tell you why. You were here, yes, took Tuesday, Tuesday off again. Is that the day I have the blanket around me, Howard? Yes, you, you, took, you took Tuesday off, and I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my phone rang at 5 o'clock on Tuesday morning, and I heard Bob... I'll try. I don't think I can. If I don't pass out. I'll try. So we took the day off. But you were here the next day and the next day, and you really worked through illness. I, particularly that one day. You were, you were sicker than a dog, but you, you can. And I, you know, that's, that's a real tribute to you. I mean, you put, you put coming in and getting the show together. And you didn't just come in and push the buttons in your Indian blanket over there. But, I mean, you had the, all the prep you normally do. You had the, the music prepared. You had the slider on sports prepared. So I'm making you highlight of the week this week wow. as an example to all of us. of Because, you know, too often it's these like, oh, I got a sniffle. Yeah. Hey, boss, I'm not coming in today. And, Howard, I really appreciate that. But let's make no mistake about it. If you and I made a living with a shovel, I wasn't coming in. So... <laughs> What are you saying? I'm just saying, you know, you get here and, you know. It, it, you wrap up in a blanket and push some buttons? That's all you need, a blanket, Howard. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Those are the highlights of the week, at least as I saw them, as Bob saw them. If you have some thoughts you want to highlight for us, uh, you can do that at 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600. The Frio Stack Auction Service text line. All right, 7.40 almost, 22 of the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Let's check some news from around the upper Ohio Valley. Taylor Long is in the Ohio Valley News Center. 
Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 9th. A local mother, Amber Lynn Brothers, is in jail after allegedly strangling her 14-year-old son over a cell phone dispute. The incident was reported by hospital staff treating the boy's injury. Police found four other children living in poor conditions at her residence. Brothers faces charges including child neglect, abuse causing injury and strangulation. Child Protective Services is now involved. Brothers is currently in the Northern Regional Jail. And some traffic updates for you this morning. Starting today through Wednesday, a section of Rhines Ridge Road in Marshall County will be temporarily closed for maintenance. The closure will be in effect from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. The road work includes slip repairs and tree trimming. Emergency vehicles, school buses, and mail delivery will be allowed through. Commuters in the area should seek an alternate route. In Weirton now, the raising of a single beam yesterday marked the start of a new phase in West Virginia's manufacturing industry. Form Energy celebrated as the final section of steel was put into place for its iron air battery plant, which only broke ground nine months ago. Since Governor Justice announced the factory at the end of 2022, the state has aided in its rapid progress with a $105 million investment. The president of Form Energy calls it an only in West Virginia type of timeline. The renewable energy project has already recruited hundreds of hires in the northern panhandle with two hiring events this year fully booked up. Form is expecting to switch on its heavy machinery later this year. And listen to this, historic Fort Steuben in partner with America 250 Ohio has launched the fourth grade history pass program. The initiative allows every fourth grade student in Ohio to visit participating history related museums and sites for free when accompanied by a paying adult. The program, which aligns with the fourth grade curriculum, aims to foster curiosity about the nation's history ahead of the 250th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Motto Mortgage Valor is a locally owned and operated mortgage brokerage where they can shop your loan to multiple lenders with just one credit pull. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a real estate investor looking to expand your portfolio, they have you covered. Connected to a large network of lenders and a vast selection of loan products, they can match your unique needs and qualifications with the perfect loan options available. Unlike banks and retail lenders, they have access to an expansive menu of loan products and credit scenarios to help a wider range of borrowers and investors. Motto Mortgage Valor, offering you more loan products than anyone in the area. Call 304-905-8525. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe.
You know, uh, Grandson Teddy uh, became a Beatles fan early in life, not because of Granddad and the Beatles, but because uh, we talked about this when he was about three or four. There was a, a show, a cartoon show called Beat Bugs. Every episode of the cartoon show was based on a Beatles song. And so they would take a song like this, and the, the, the characters were little, you know, it was a, a caterpillar and a butterfly or whatever, uh, and they were the beat bugs, uh, but they played the Beatles music. And so he was very familiar with Beatles music and still is now. So it was a great way to, to, to introduce the Beatles to a new gen. In fact, if I remember correctly, I think I think D.K. Wright heard me talk about it. She went out to watch it. She said, well, I, I'm not a kid, but can I watch this beat bug show? And it was a good show, so... Uh, even the young keep people today are, are 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 getting their dose of the Beatles. We've done this a couple of times. The toughest part when you when you do something like this with the the Beatles on Fridays, I get I get seven songs, so it's really hard to to limit it to you know to pick the, the I don't know if the best seven, but the seven that maybe sounds the best. I mean, you could pick seven from each era, each you, album, more than, more than yeah. seven. But I mean, you could pick seven for you could just do the pop songs like this. I want to hold your hand. Uh, she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get seven of those the early songs. Uh, but then they go on into their other, their, their other eras of music. I mean, it's just you know you could you could I don't know how many songs you could pick. The Paul Harris Saturday morning sports huddle that normally is from nine to twelve uh, this week at nine to ten because of the OVAC championship game. Doc Georges is the biggest music guy that you'll run into, and they open they they start their show about nine ten, and they open up with. The 909s. I'll butcher the song, but it's a Beatles song, and I'd never heard of it before, and it works perfect for them. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's just so much music there. 7.45, quarter till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Adam Fike is under the weather today. Um, he had sent me a text last night saying uh, he apologized for missing the show yesterday. We were kind of like, oh. in fact, I think I believe I said, now let's go to Adam Fike. Good morning, Adam. When Bob said, uh, what made you think Adam was there? <laughs> but apparently after his uh, morning show uh, on TV yesterday, began to get sick. Um, something you can appreciate. And, Absolutely. And he, um, uh, so he, he had to head home, and he said he'd be off today, hopefully back on Monday. If you're listening, Adam, we hope you are all better on Monday. So we will give you the forecast here. It's going to be partly sunny today, a high around 59 degrees. Tonight, a chance of rain. Cloudy. Uh, not going to be co- too cold tonight. Tonight down to around 51. Stun- I mean, just going to stay. Man, I said 30. So I'm stay I, I, in the I, 50s again tonight. Yeah. I screwed that up out. Uh, rain tomorrow. The high will be around 60. Sunny on Sunday, a high of 48. Rain maybe mixed with some snow, higher elevations on Sunday night. Um, be down to around the freezing mark on Sunday night. Same thing on Monday. Monday morning, a chance of snow before 8 a.m., Chance of rain and snow after that. Some wintry mix coming in for a couple of days. I think it's going to be more, if I understood the forecast, this is where Adam will be helpful. <laughs> I believe it's really just talking about, there might, I don't think we're looking at accumulation. We're looking at a wintry mix and some snow, primarily higher elevations. Sunday night, Monday morning, that kind of thing. So we'll be, be aware that you could see some snow out there. And I believe, Howard, Wednesday is the 14th, which makes that uh, Valentine's Day, which also makes it halfway through the month already. So I'm telling you, we're getting to spring, Howard. Spring is on its way. 51 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 49 at the Highlands, 44 in Elm Grove, and 50 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Off the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, one of my highs of the week, says the texter, the Bob Nay interview.
Well, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Another one of the uh, uh, folks who uh, agrees with you. Um, good morning, Mr. Monroe and powerful Pierre. Morning, morning, Abe. Good morning, Abe. Doesn't sign anymore. I guess he figures we just know who it is. Uh, did you see the great picture of Governor Justice with Mayor Elliott and Vice Mayor in the paper? Wait, I forgot. The mayor and the vice mayor destroyed any working relationship with the governor's <laughs> office. I mean, I thought, man, we missed that picture. I didn't see that picture, um, but um, I, they've spent half a billion dollars in the city, so I, I know that there's that argument that um, – you know that they don't care about the city of Wheeling, but the state has spent a half a billion dollars in this area, two hundred and fifty or two hundred some with the four seventy project, or the seventy I seventy bridges project, what eighteen twenty million for the suspension bridge, another two three million for the Market Street bridge they're working on now, forty million for the streetscape. You you cannot argue that they put a ton of money. We may not like the way they've done it. But you can't argue they put a ton of money into this area. And I'll be a Debbie Downer here, maybe get Abe going. I heard Frank O'Brien yesterday, and Frank was all smiles. And then he said he hopes that the day's end comes down this year. He said this year, Howard. What, what do you think that's too, not fast enough? Or well, too- it should be. They ought to be talking. They ought to be chiseling off the right now. <laughs> Knock it down. What are we waiting on? I think what I think to answer your question seriously. I hear your argument. I think they're waiting to, to to have their plans for what comes next. I don't know if that makes a difference in how you take it down and where you take it down. I don't know, but you know they're still they're still wanting. They're still working on. No criticism, Frank. I'm just saying, tear it down. It's time. Get it down, baby. You, have you noticed though? You, you, we can begin to see just the little glimmers of what the streetscape is going to look like now because some of the sidewalks are now done. Some of the curb work is done. I mean, it's still a gigantic mess outside. It is, Howard. But but kudos to those guys. I think they're all guys. I don't know any woman would, would be out there in the cold weather no, there like been, that. There are a couple of women. There's okay, well, woman kudos to them, too. Yeah. Yes, and she, you're right. I've met her a couple of times. Yeah. But, you know, they worked out in some, some brutal conditions, Howard. Uh, and so I, they, they, you know, yes, we have criticized like a lot, um, but this, this, uh, the state has, and and I've criticized in particular their communication, you know, not letting us know ahead of time and stuff. But boy, I'm telling you, stop to think about the amount of work that's been done in this city in the past several years. Um, and again, I, the the number is a half billion dollars or more, half billion dollars or more. Uh, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Howard, I bet Biden can't remember the Beatles. <laughs> he might have been there. Somebody, somebody I knew somebody. Was, I, I was waiting for the first call saying, talking about the Beatles, don't you, aren't you going to talk about Biden being a senile old man, the report that came out from the prosecutor yesterday? I was waiting for that this morning. We will talk about that. I, uh, when Matt Robeson is in a bit later on this morning, Matt and I will talk about that. Uh, this is one of those days I had a lot of stuff planned already. And then that story broke last yesterday afternoon, uh, and I, I'm gonna. We'll talk about Matt. We'll do more about it next week. Despite what some of you are gonna say, I am not ignoring. It's bad news for. It is bad news for President Biden. No question about that. Uh, let's see one more text before I get to a slider on sports after the break. Um, no, I guess that was it. All right, those are the texts. You can text us in as well. Three oh four. Oh, here somebody says, I hope Slider had his shots. <laughs> I guess. I guess they meant because you were sick. Uh, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, Frio Stack, auction service, text line. Slider on sports coming up next. 
Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host for Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that will keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com. My name is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're gonna get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we're here 24 seven. We're available to see somebody. Since 1987, Liberty Distributors has been one of the state's leading suppliers of quality commercial print paper, janitorial supplies, custom packaging, and shipping materials. Liberty has made customer focus and care the first rule of business. We also focus on being environmentally conscious by offering a complete and certified line of green products. Visit LibertyDistributors.com for a full view of our product catalog Now with our 20,000 products, training videos, and more. Liberty Distributors, serving the entire Ohio Valley for 30 years. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant. With Bob Slider behind the board, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Places I remember all my life, though some have changed, some forever, not for better. Some have gone and some remain. All these places have their moments with lovers and friends. I still can recall some are dead and some. Absolutely love this song. You know, because you know I love the, the songs that reminisce a bit, take us back a bit, <clears throat> and that certainly is um, is one of those. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, that's uh, it's a great song. Beatles bumper music this morning as we celebrate the 60th anniversary of the first appearance of the Beatles on Television in America on the Ed Sullivan Show. It is six before the hour. It is time for Slider. On sports. Thank you, Howard. Last night in Las Vegas, the NFL handed out a bunch of trophies. Here's a few of the winners. A big night for the Cleveland Browns. NFL Coach of the Year, Howard. Who? Well, you hear him right here on the Watchdog Radio Network, Kevin Stefanski. He is your uh, NFL Coach of the Year of the Cleveland Browns and your Defensive Player of the Year. That's Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. Offensive Player of the Year goes to Christian McCaffrey of the San Francisco 49ers. The Houston Texans also had a big night. Quarterback C.J. Stroud is your Offensive Rookie of the Year. And Will Anderson Jr., defensive end for Houston, he was named Defensive Rookie of the Year. And the big prize, the Most Valuable Player Award, goes to... 
quarterback Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Also announced last night, Howard, was this year's Hall of Fame class. The list is Dwight Freeney, Andre Johnson, Randy Gratishar, Patrick Willis, Devin Hester, Julius Peppers, and Steve McMichael. The Super Bowl is Sunday this afternoon for lots. This Sunday, Howard, I'm pretty sure. Let me check. This afternoon for lots of Super Bowl talk, it's the Pine Room Podcast. From noon to three, Coach Jub, Jared, and Matt, all those guys right here in the studio, the Pine Room Boys, from 12 to three on the Watchdog Radio Network. It's a hockey weekend in Wheeling tonight at West Banco Arena. The Nailers host the Reading Royals. Puck drops at 7-10. Same two teams tomorrow night, same 7-10 start. Tomorrow, folks, is one of our busiest days here at the Watchdog Network. 6.30 a.m., bright and early, Fred Persinger with high school basketball scores and news from throughout the state of West Virginia. And then at 7 o'clock, it's Chris Lawrence and the West Virginia Outdoor Show. After that, good old boys on sports with Baron Bob from 8 to 9. Howard, tomorrow is our Super Bowl edition, so make sure you check that out. And then for just one hour tomorrow, it's the Paul Harris Saturday Morning Sports Huddle, live from the West Virginia High School State Hockey Championship tomorrow with your host, Dr. Angelo Georges. He will be there at the Bob Otten Tournament. Howard, we're just getting started. I say that sounds like a lot of stuff to do on a Oh, Monday. man, yeah, i got to take a breath here. At 10 o'clock, we go live to Jerry Ames and Ryan Storm. They will be in Harrison County, Ohio, for the OVAC Boys Basketball Championship Saturday. We'll have all five games right here at 10 o'clock. It's the 3A matchup, Wheeling Central and Union Local. At noon, the 4A game, St. Clairsville meets Harrison Central. The 2 o'clock game, this is a big one, Howard. The 5A game, what a matchup it is. Morgantown and Wheeling Park. Then at 4 o'clock, 1A, Trinity and Cameron. And then we wrap up things at the 6 o'clock game. It's the 2A matchup, Toronto and Monroe Central. And we are not done yet at 3 o'clock. Wait a minute. How how much can we do in one day? (laughs) We're not done yet, Howard. At 3 o'clock, WVU men's basketball. The Mountaineers travel to Texas to take on the Longhorns. Pre-game at 2 o'clock. At that time, we will switch the OVAC championship coverage over to the Watchdog Sports Streaming Network. Slatter on Sports Time, 7.58. Now, it's as simple as this. If you are wanting to listen to the uh, OVAC games, and it, it, when you hear on the air WVU come on, don't swear at your radio. What the hell is wrong with those people? I want to hear the more game. Go to the net, go to the uh, internet, watchdognetwork.com, watchdognetwork.com, and there are three buttons there. One says WKKX, pretty simple, right? The other one says WVOY, you can probably figure out what that means. And one says, I think it says high school stream or sports stream or something of that nature. Button number three, push that button and you will hear the voila, o- voila! the OVAC game will be heard right there, right on your Internet connection. Busy, busy, busy here on the Watchdog Radio Network. So, again, if you are a big OVAC fan, you're listening all day, as I know many of you will do, um, or if maybe you're coming from one game, maybe you went to some games, you're driving home, want to hear the rest of them, you know, whatever, and suddenly WVU comes on, Tony Caridi starts talking, don't swear at us, all right? We've given you a better option. Simply go to watchdognetwork.com. Click on the stream button, as Bob often says, voila, it will be right there. 
Stephen Adams attended a uh, public hearing in Charleston yesterday on Women's Bill of Rights, which isn't. We'll talk about that and more coming up next hour. Watch Dog Morning Show. It's 8 o'clock. I love you more. Watch Dog. FM 98.1 AM 640.